0: Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle here and we are back in the studio for an episode of the Forsyth Max podcast and I have Mike and Libby here with me from Habitat for Humanity. Hey guys. Hi
1: there.
0: Hi. <laughs> how How's it going? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to kind of kick things off with just giving a um, quick introduction of, of you two and what y'all do for Habitat and how long you've been there, that kind of thing.
1: Well, I'm Mike Campbell with Habitat for Humanity of Forsyth County. I have been with Forsyth County since July of 2016, and I've been with Habitat for Humanity since May of 2006. We moved here in July of 16 to actually help my parents age in place, which is one of the things that Habitat for Humanity spends a lot of time on in helping um, elderly and helping veterans who are disabled and on the low-income spectrum learn to learn how to age in place, widen doorways, provide accessibility and weatherization. Winston Salem is a great place to be able to provide those services because there are so much there's so much need in the area and so many times people are just left behind. So you know working for Habitat for Humanity is just a blessing because we get to use we get to serve and I get to use all of my gifts that I have been given to make life better for others. Libby.
2: Um, yeah. So I've been with Habitat for Humanity of Forsyth County for about five years. Um, been in Winston-Salem, I think seven or eight years. I think we're going on eight years and I'm from a really small town in Virginia called Farmville. It's not just a game. It's an actual place. Um <laughs> And so I am over marketing at Habitat for Humanity, and so I help get the word out about new programs that we have, like our Youth Financial Literacy program that we just started back in November. Um, I help the resource come up with promotions, um, social media, and then just try to get the word out about all the good stuff that we do. Awesome.
0: I love that. I um. I also want to kind of kick things off with some of the misconceptions that people have about habitat. Mm -hmm. And I know Mike came to, um, I did a leadership Louisville Clemens program and you came and talked about, which was a surprisingly, a totally unfamiliar term to me, but the not in my backyard. Um, What's the, what's the NIMBY? NIMBY. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. I think that's super interesting and people need to be aware of that.
1: So oftentimes when people hear Habitat for for Humanity is coming to their community, they instantly think of low-income, derelict people moving into homes that are not well-kept, not well-built, or not well-maintained. So we get into this not-in-my-backyard, and more affluent communities will say we don't want Habitat people here. And I think that the misunderstanding is that when Habitat for Humanity brings a family in and builds a home or repairs a home for a family, that family is a hardworking family. That family is employed. That family typically is not on government aid for housing. They might have food stamps or they might have some other supplementary government funding going towards them. But they spend 18 to 24 months in Habitat programs, learning how to budget, learning how to maintain a home, learning how to repair all of those things that we take for granted. And on top of that, learning how to save and their home's not given to them. It is a mortgage that they get. They are buying the home from Habitat for Humanity. We are the realtor. They are the buyer. And then we become the mortgage company. Providing them with a low or no interest loan for their home. And we stay with that family and we work with that family and we work with that community throughout the 30 years of their home ownership so that they are a positive reflection in the community and of Habitat for Humanity.
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest misconception is that people think that they're just getting these homes for free and that there's not any type of mortgage that goes along with it and the financial literacy classes right. and I mean that's that's huge to to get that along with it um so yeah I'm glad that you're here to kind of break some mm-hmm. of those misconceptions and Libby and I were chatting before we got started about how important especially right now is having that home that safe home because you're there a lot <laughs> right like,
2: now <laughs> you're there it's the I mean if you have kids it's probably the one place they've been for the last few months. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for the importance of that being just a really safe and safe place to foster, I mean, education, um, mental health, things like that. It's just, I don't think it's ever been more important. It's always important, but
0: yeah. Yeah. So do y'all have any particular, um, stories that come to mind that was just like super, uh, just heartwarming that kind of stick in your mind the most mm-hmm. of since you've been with Habitat?
2: One of the sticks with me is of a repair that we actually did. I think it was two or three years ago, and it was this couple, and um, the woman in the relationship was wheelchair-bound, and she, their bathroom was in such disrepair that she was having to travel to the Y every day to shower. And so we came in and installed um, what we call ADA compliant aids. So that's widening a doorway so that a wheelchair can go in. That's putting um, bars in the bathroom to prevent slips. It's putting a shower that you can mm-hmm. wheel into. Um, and so we went in there, and it was the first time that she had been able to use that shower in, wow. in her home. In, I think, three years. Oh, my gosh.
1: And was just overjoyed with.
0: Oh,
2: I bet. The results, yeah. That's awesome. That
0: has to be so rewarding to be a part of of some of those stories.
1: I think one of my stories is Joshua. And Joshua was in third grade when we built his home. And his home was part of a Habitat Blitz build where we built a home in five days. Wow. (laughs) That's (laughs) impressive. And so we started that home on... May 31st. And we finished that home on June 6th. And he was able, they were able to move in on June 7th. And his third grade teacher called us up during, think, during November and said that he, she wanted to share with us a moving story that one of her children wrote. And it was, what am I thankful for? And Joshua wrote about being thankful for his new home that for the first time in nine years, he didn't have to sleep with his mother and his sister. For the first time in nine years, he could sit on a couch and watch TV and not worry about a bullet coming through the window because of the neighborhood he lived in. And for the first time in nine years, he was able to bring his friends over and be proud of what he had to show and to share. Uh. But most importantly, first time in nine years that he'd been in the same school in the same classroom for more than six weeks at a time. Wow. And when you see that happen, and you see what happens to those children, Joshua graduated two years ago from high school as the salutatorian, and he had a full-ride scholarship to go to college. And that would not have happened without the steady housing and opportunities that we provided Joshua. And when we want to make a difference in a life, the lives we change are the life of the children. Mm-hmm. The parents, they get a bonus, but the children's lives are what changes.
0: Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I can't even imagine switching school. I mean, mm-hmm. that has to just hinder your education in such a big, big way. So that's that's huge. So um, obviously a lot of funding has to be behind all of these projects to make them happen. So where does that come from? What does that look like?
1: So a lot of people think that Habitat for Humanity runs on government funds, and we do not. We do get from the city through what they call home dollars, which is provided by housing and urban development, some down payment assistance for the family so that when they close on their home, there is an extra $4,000 set aside for them. But a home costs $85,000 to build. And here in Winston-Salem, that $85,000 comes from individuals corporate donations. Everything we do is done through private philanthropy, foundations, and corporate groups. And those corporate groups right now are hurting. COVID-19 has really (laughs) affected what's going on. And so we're having to learn and develop new ways to raise money and learn and develop new ways to um, help people understand the housing crisis here in Winston-Salem. And over the next 10 years, there's a minimum of 15,000 units that have to be provided, whether it's single-family homes or apartments, so that the people who serve us at the restaurants, those frontline workers at the grocery stores, those frontline workers at the hospitals, the CNAs, can afford to live here Mm -hmm. because it is growing and growing and growing disparity between the haves and the have-nots in Winston-Salem.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. So if you or someone you know um, would be interested in applying to get
2: a Habitat house, how does that process work? Um, So they can either call, so it's 336-765-8854, and request information, or they can just go straight to our website. It's habitatforsythe.org. Um, and go under housing. And there they can learn all the ins and outs of the program, um, what the qualifications are, what um, the program looks like, and um, what the next steps would be, which would be filling out a a preliminary application online and then attending an orientation that we hope to start having more in-person in the the coming months have
0: y'all been doing those virtually that has to be tricky (laughs) yeah um
2: we've been adapting as with as has everyone i'm sure um so our we have a phenomenal programs um support department and so they've been doing orientations over the phone they've been um Getting sending materials out to people, Mm -hmm. Um, and so they've really been trying to meet people with where they are so that we can continue to help people. Yeah,
0: Um, well, because that need is obviously not going away. No, (laughs) if anything, it's probably just gonna gonna grow. Yeah, so on the flip side, if you um, are interested in volunteering, I know I've um, helped with a couple of builds before Mm -hmm. over the last few years, and I have to say, it is one of the most rewarding things and it's just it's so cool that you always learn something new um because obviously i'm not in the construction world but it's so they're so patient with teaching (laughs) teaching their volunteers how to how to help out in the best way so how or if you wanted to get a group together to volunteer Mm -hmm. is that an option and how does that work
2: um it will be in the future um (laughs) currently we are in phase two so we hope to open those opportunities back up um in the coming weeks and months. Sure. Um, usually, if you just want to, again, head over to our website. It's Um You can find out about the volunteer opportunities. You do not have to have any experience. Um, I can, yep, <laughs> I can attest to
0: that. No experience required.
2: <laughs> yeah, like we usually have a staff day every year where the office staff and the restore staff goes and helps build on a home. And so I laid tile in an entire kitchen one day and Look had no experience. Go. Right, right. Never want to do it again. Doesn't that feel <laughs> good though to say- I know it, that you does. Did it. <laughs> yeah so no experience is required yeah. um, and our like you said our construction staff they they deal with volunteers who come with some experience they also deal with volunteers with no experience and they are so patient and take the time mm-hmm. to help guide and again meet people with where they're at um, I love that yeah That's awesome definitely
0: we didn't I want to touch on too we didn't talk about the restore I think some people, mm-hmm are totally unaware of how that works and um, that it even (laughs) exists. I know it exists, obviously, but... um.
1: So the Restore was designed in actually the late 90s. It started in Austin, Texas, and it was to repurpose construction material used on construction sites at big developments that you can't go to the store and buy 10 tiles to do a bathroom or to fix something. So when the construction workers were throwing stuff away, Habitat was there saying, wait a minute, we can take that. We can take that. And oftentimes construction companies have a warehouse of mislabeled stuff or stuff that just didn't quite get used, so it's just sitting on a shelf and it'll never get used because it's not enough of that product. So that's how the Restore started. As the Restore expanded, and especially here in Winston-Salem, We started on Whit Street and we had a warehouse and that warehouse had stuff in it that people donated. Um, Over the the course of five or six years, we did a capital campaign and we built the restore on Coliseum Road right at university where we now pick up anywhere from 20 to 30 homes a day, five days a week to repurpose that material, clean it up and sell it. It can be home goods, it can be hardware, it can be construction. Anything that goes in a home outside of clothes, we can sell at the Restore. The Restore funding is then used to pay for the administrative office and all of the staff salaries so that when a, when a donor writes a check to build a home, that we try to gear everything to it. And right now, about 87 cents of every dollar that we collect Goes back into building homes for families. So we have about a 13% administrative fundraising cost to what we do, and the restore covers, you know, the, the other portion of that. So the restore is valuable to us, so that the donors, the donors' intent can always go to the programs that we offer.
0: Mm-hmm. And how many stores? So there's one in Winston, mm-hmm.
1: and there's one in Louisville, and there's one in Carnersville. Okay. So we have oh. three stores. Here in the Forsyth County area. Um, the Louisville store is across from the library. They're mm-hmm. in Louisville on Shaliford Road. And the Carnersville store is on North Main Street next to the food line. Just down the road from the um, oh, drive Um Sonic. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think people, um, and the resort has some good stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> every time I go in there, I'm like, I need that good well, home stuff.
1: You need to go. You need to go shop the restore in the next couple of days. Uh, Lowe's Home Improvement provides for any restore within 100 drivable miles each year donations from their Planogram Center. So we just went to Lowe's Hardware Store, Home Goods Store, mm-hmm. and we picked up a 36 foot truck of. Wow. Material And what happens is vendors go to their planogram center mm-hmm. and they say, this is what we want to put in your store next year. And so they lay it all out like it's supposed to be. And then Lowe's calls up and donates that to Habitat Restores to sell because they need to get ready for the next one. So yeah. This last truck, we picked up some Christmas items. It'll be in next year's Christmas display. There you go. We I bet that stuff goes quick. Lot, lots of it toilets. Yes. Lots yeah. of toilets, lots of tape measures. Vanities. Uh, but, but all kinds yeah. of unique stuff. Does, so. um,
0: do y'all ever put stuff on your social media for resource stuff, or is mm-hmm. it more of a go-check-it-out-and-see Um, see what's there. I guess it's constantly changing. It it is
2: constantly changing but we do post, um, each ReStore has their own social media page. Oh, okay. Um, So if you're in Winston Salem, it's just at Winston Salem ReStore. Kernersville is at restore kernersville and then lewisville is at lewisville restore okay um and so they're constantly uploading different products as they come in yeah um but if you see something you want you've got to call and you've got to like and you can
0: hold it for a certain number of yes bell, just say, i'm on my way
2: 24. <laughs> don't sell it. it 24 hours we will yeah. we will hold items for 24 hours um so yes, we are constantly if you visit those restore pages, you'll see new influx of products regularly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Very cool. Well, we have a couple more minutes and I like to do a um lightning round of questions that are just fun, nothing to do with habitat. <laughs> but um okay. Mike will go first and then Libby. Okay. Favorite junk food?
1: Pizza rolls.
2: <laughs> oh. That's a good one. <laughs> you like, did skip my, a beat? My, my, kid, my kids will tell
1: you that your freezer should never be without pizza rolls.
2: <laughs> I agree with your kids. Yeah. Right. That's a great one. Um, I'm going to say popcorn with Twizzlers. Ooh.
0: <laughs> like, if I go to the movies, if that ever happens again, well, there's right. some good drive in movies. Lately, right. But uh, Twizzlers and popcorn, yeah, two mm-hmm. of my faves. I agree. Okay. How
2: many hours of sleep do you need? Tonight? Eight. How about you, Libby? I can go on as little as three. Oh, okay. uh, God. <laughs> but I, I'm better. The mom and you. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I I function much better if I get between seven and eight. Yeah.
0: There you go. <laughs> okay, on a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you?
1: Are you asking me or are you asking my wife? What
0: would, what would other people say?
1: <laughs> I would probably be a seven. Okay. But my wife doesn't let me drive because she has to have control, so... <laughs> Everyone says, "Well, why is he a passenger?" Just easier that
2: way. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'd say like a seven or an eight. I think yeah. I'm a pretty good driver. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. This
0: last one's a little a little deeper. Mm-hmm. What does a person need to be happy?
1: It's a hard one. I know. I think a person <laughs> needs to um, love themselves and love others in order to be happy.
2: Yep, that's a great one. Um. I think laughter and openness. I think. Laughter is the best medicine. It that's is. And say. I think the more open you are to different things, you just, you grow. And um, I think that's really important. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: Well, you guys are awesome. I so appreciate y'all coming and telling us a little bit more about Habitat. And tell everybody one more time, website, social media. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so website is org. Our habitat for scythe social media is at habitat for scythe um and that is facebook instagram twitter and then again if you want to follow the restores and get the scoop on all the good new items yeah. um winston-salem is at winston-salem restore kernersville is at restore kernersville and lewisville is at lewisville restore and those are facebook pages
0: awesome yeah
2: And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags on
0: Instagram as well, at Forsyth Mags, and on Facebook, Forsyth Woman and Forsyth Family. And we will see you next time. Awesome. Thank you, Brooke. Thanks. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.